welcome everyone to another episode of the Adeptus Ridiculous Podcast. My name is DK, and I used to be a Warhammer 40k newbie, but thanks to our Warhammer 40k veteran of the streets, Bricky, I've learned a lot, and we hope you have too. And before we get into today's episode, if you enjoy the podcast, head on over to patreon.com slash adeptusridiculous, where you can support the podcast and get a bunch of bonuses, you know, stuff like bloopers, some real slick HD posters that are totally not waifu and totally not about big abs, and, you know, some behind-the-scenes stuff. This is a good time. You get access to the Discord, all that good stuff. And, um... Oh, if I'm not mistaken, Bricky, there's another pretty special Patreon exclusive that uh, I think I think you should tell the people about. Oh, oh, you're just a generous man, DK. I know. So maybe some of you saw us recently. Well, if you remember in our Scola Progenium episode, we made our little joking fan fiction idea, <laughs> and someone brought it to life in which we re- re- retweeted on Twitter and you know showed all of you. I gotta be honest, it's it's pretty harsh in the sense of just, I'm just like, oh my god, someone made this. But in classic Adeptus Ridiculous fashion, we chose the path of most idiocy and hired said artist to make us more comic panels. And if you'd Let's like go. to see these comic panels, they will be on our Patreon uh, and will be exclusive to said Patreon for the first week. And after that, it'll go up on the main website for everybody else. Man, I, we, we've seen the new one. It's I, I, I think I like it, even though it's so, like, cringily it's, cute. It's, yeah, well, the thing is, like, it's cringily cute, right? Like you said, but... The dialogue is so fucked up. Like, <laughs> the things these two say to each other about what's going on in the Skola Progenium, oh boy, it's rough. It's I, I, I love rough. it. I love the backgrounds. I, it's It has no right to be this good. At the same time, it is still awful in the oh. best way. But, you know, you know we're, high, we're paying artists. And that's always yeah. a good thing, you know? Yeah. So if you want to so, see it, patreon.com slash Adeptus Ridiculous. I think it starts next week. Give or take. Give or take. I don't depending. remember. Yeah. Schedules depending. You know, it should. Schedules but, depending. Yeah. Besides that, there's merch, merch in the description, go to town, whatever, man. DK! Yo, I don't know what's going down this episode again. This is going to be some good shit. You're so hype. I'm We're, so hype. We're literally recording this like 15 minutes early because Bricky was so hype. He's like, let's do it. I'm ready. Let's go. You're going to love this. This is going to be good shit. So I'm. So we got to do the Alpha Legion. That's not today. We're working on that. I, that's one of our major Patreon goals. Don't worry. That's in its That's in its, in its work. I need to read the book. So give me oh, yeah. some. give me some time on that one. We're doing our full episode on the sisters today, DK. Oh. No yeah. wonder you were so excited. Your girls. I know. I know. Your girls. Let's oh go. Oh my god, that that's a good thumbnail whip. Oh, that's yeah, so. We- <laughs> oh, that's so. That's so good. <laughs> we just saw the work in progress thumbnail in the chat, and it's boy, that's a that's a banger. That's um, actually great because the the character in the back is actually one of the newly released models called the Dogmata, and she's got this big old like staff. Um, and it looks like you can bonk someone with it, so it's fantastic. <laughs> Large, no horny written on it. Love it. Hell Love yeah. It. So, uh, <laughs> now, as we discussed prior, and how now that we're doing with the new legions, is that we had, like, the origin story, which we did, the Age of Apostasy, the original Doge Van Dyer starting meme, where it all began, um, which is always great, and, of course, we know how they came about, but this is more of a discussion of the overall faction, some characters, some of the orders, things okay. like that. Because, you know, it's similar like what we did with the Necrons and the World Eaters and Orcs yeah. and stuff. Sure. When when you mentioned the, the, the birth of Doge Vandire, I, I think we should refer to that as the birth of a god. Because, you know. He's such a shithead. <laughs> he really is. The fact that we've been able to, like... Put Doge Van Dyer on a pedestal is incredible. He's Doge Van Dyer was so bad. He was so he was literally worse than Hitler. Literally worse. He was on like the five Hitler scale. 
But he's a cute Doge now. So it's, he's a cute dog now. Yeah, he's a good boy. In, in, a, in a sense, the thing he would hate the most is us turning him into an adorable mascot. Like, no, no, Sororitas, don't turn me into marketable plushies. That's true. So wh when is when is that happening, by the way? Dude, I don't... Dude, I... I, I gotta do research if we want Doge Vantire plushies. <laughs> that, that's, that's gonna take a Ooh. while. So you're saying there's a chance. So you're saying I have a chance. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. That's not a no. That's it's not a, a no, but it's not a yes. Um, okay. Actually, that is a great segue. Just call me Dean Kamen. Uh, you know, Dean Kamen's, <laughs> Dean Kamen's dead. Really? Yeah. I thought he was still kicking. I don't believe so. Um, oh, that's grim dark, dude. Oh wait, oh wait, maybe he is still alive. Oh no. No, wait. <laughs> oh wait, he is still alive. Oh, yeah, he no. is still alive. <laughs> Never mind. I lied. I thought he died. I don't. I keep that in, Shy. Don't put that in the blueberry. <laughs> keep ah, that. Ah, shit. In. <laughs> All right, he's still alive. Emperor has his graces. Anyway, uh, did I ever DK? Did I ever tell you why all the sisters have white hair? Oh, you did, but I can't remember why. I think it was like, um, was it when uh, was it Alicia Dominica that talked to the emperor? Yeah. Was okay. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if I mentioned that wants to look like her it's not that their hair is actually white they all just want to like mimic her or something pretty pretty close like that okay i cool. don't think i mentioned this in the age of apostasy uh, apostasy episode but when good old alicia dominica saint dominica went to go into the empire or the empire the emperor's <laughs> throne room with the custodian she actually had like regular brown black hair or something but when mm. she emerged from the throne room her hair was like completely bleached white yeah. Either due to the, the psychic power of the emperor or some reason. So it's actually a, an unknown fact or a little known fact that you don't need white hair to be in the sister. Celestine has like black hair. You know, oh. like you actually don't need to have white hair, but by dyeing your hair white, you're kind of paying homage or, or more so paying respect to Saint Dominica and to the idea of purity of faith. So you actually don't need it if you don't feel like it, but mm -hmm. often they do because, you know, it's, it's a good thing to have. I was going to say, I don't think I've ever seen a sister that didn't have white hair, though I haven't really looked into it. Uh, well, a lot of them are like bald, too. Oh, that's true. That's that's also true. They either don't have hair or it's just like white. Yeah, oh, I mean, they have plenty of colors. Actually, in the Sisters of Battle Codex, the newest one, they have a couple of the Order Minoris, which are some of the lesser orders, and some of them have, like, black hair, some of them have gray, some of them have red. There's actually quite a few different uh, color schemes that you can do with the hair color, which I actually like a lot because it allows you to just kind of color the hair how, the, how you feel like it, and it's technically lore-friendly. But oh, yeah. Yeah. it's actually one because it's one of the major factors of the sisters is their white nun type garb. Yeah. So it's kind of so a not, neat concept. So not too many sisters players are like painting their hair like green and blue and making like an anime troupe or something. Just I mean, if there was going to be one that, that there was going to be, this would be the faction probably. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I guess it's say, fair. there's probably a lot. of <laughs> There's probably a couple people that actually do that. So I want to talk a little bit about some of the, the more interesting. Let me close out of this tab of Dean Kamen. Let me talk more a little <laughs> bit more about some of the uh, the interesting like there's one thing that's really fucking cool about the sisters. Now, obviously, this is my favorite faction in the whole game. You know this just in case oh, yeah. the chat uh, and, and the uh, YouTube comments need to be reminded. There's a reason why I'm a huge fan of this faction. And there's actually a lot of reasons, and I'll probably get into some of the more specific reasons later. But I think that one thing in particular is that a lot of people used to hearken the Sisters of Battle to the female variation of the Space Marines because they wear power armor and they use like mm. bolters and stuff, right? But okay. when you really look at them, it really couldn't be farther from the truth. Like they have power armor, right? But it's a combination of the two things where I appreciate Space Marines for what they are. But I'm also a big guard fan, right? I love my guard. Sisters, sisters do not have genetic upgrades. They are normal human women. Oh. There is nothing about them that's special besides their unflinching, unwavering faith 
which can create miracles and stuff. And the uh -huh. fact that they ha they're afforded power armor. They have power I, armor. I thought that they I thought that they did have like some sort of uh, spiffy upgrade. I didn't realize they were just like humans with faith. They're just normal humans. That, that's oh. kind of why one of the reasons I'm a big fan of them because it kind of combines a little bit of that guardsman feel where they're just normal people. But it's this, this, this really awesome concept that through unflinching, unwavering mental faith and fortitude that they can create and cause miracles on the battlefield and fight off like greater demons by just shouting sermons and shooting them with <laughs> bolters. And they're just regular fucking ladies. They're just normal, regular humans, but they have this, this laughably devote feel to them. And of course, I think their style really mm -hmm. speaks a lot to them. You know, we always talk about, uh, and I always mention, you know, taking culture and putting it into the, the group. <laughs> um, obviously, the sh uh, volume of nunneries, nuns, <laughs> Catholic nuns, it's, it's very evident in this one. Yeah, this is literally nuns with guns. It's uh, it's it actually kind of sounds like they're a nice little mix of like space marine and guard because they've got like the cool armor, uh, they've got bolters, they've got some powers, but at the same time they're just mortal humans fighting the good fight. So it's it's kind of nice in the mix. If you like space marines and you like the guard, you know, put them together and what do you got? It's a sister. I was gonna do the pineapple pen thing but then i decided not to because yeah that's a thanks for meme not, and, thanks for yeah. not doing the pineapple pen meme no problem <laughs> i was terrified <laughs> but but yeah i mean it does kind of feel like they're a little bit of a combination but they're so different in like their art style because they're covered in like the i don't know how to pronounce it properly i always until i'm pronouncing it wrong the Florida de lee Florida de lay i don't i don't oh. know Fleur de lis, but that's fine. Fleur de lis, whatever. Yeah, they're just covered in those. They have the Inquisition symbols, but it's a combination of that and the fact that they're what might be argued as one of the most evil fucking factions of the Imperium. Like it's ballsy for GW to be like, yeah, I'm gonna take the the all female <laughs> order and make them the most fucking evil. You know, you see all those babies, lobotomize them, carry my ammo. Hey, that guy, he looked at a oh, piece God. of hen he looked at a piece of hentai, put him in the penitent engine. Let's take let's take an arco flagellant over there. You know, let's let's take off his limbs, give him some flails. He watched some smack. Oh, I forgot about the lobotomized babies. I totally forgot about that. Oh god. I mean Space Marines use them too, but sisters have a lot of them. Whereas yeah, Space Marines use the them. Place, right? <laughs> yeah, Space Marines use them to carry like ammo. The sisters use them to carry fucking incense and shit. Oh man. That's that yo boy. It's kinda it's kinda ballsy to make the like the all female sort of like religious zealots the, the most evil um part of the Imperium. That's, that sounds like it's straight out of like a, a JRPG. The the evil is God and all of his followers, and we must kill them. That sounds it's oof. That's I mean, if we're if we're being smart, the you know GW if if we're giving GW any credit uh, to say that they <laughs> they've enjoyed their satirization of religious zealotry and nationalism is a thing. Uh, but at the same time, this is also a toy soldier game, so I don't want to look too deep into it. That's fair. But uh, I want to I want to talk about the uh, I want to talk about the matriarchs, man. All right. I want to talk about the matriarchs. So this is a really this is a fucking cool part, and they're starting to flesh it out a little bit more. And I think it's awesome. So remember, Alicia Dominica went into the uh, Emperor's throne room. It wasn't just her. The reason that she is so important is because she was the main leader of the sisters during the Doge Van Dyer reign of blood, and she was the one who beheaded him. It's actually the six matriarchs, St. Catherine, St. Dominica, St. Lucia, St. Mina, Silvana, and Arabella. And these are the six, the six sisters that were all the major matriarchs that all eventually went to go form all of the Order Primaris. Um, so there's Order like Primaris and then Order Secundus, I think, or Tertiary. I forget exactly how it's pronounced, but basically, okay. you know how guardsmen... And Marines have chapters, Guardsmen have regiments, mm -hmm. so Sisters have orders, and okay. there are six main orders. So St. Catherine is the Order of Our Martyred Lady, 
Lucia is of the Valorous Heart. Dominica is one of them. She was the Ebon Chalice. You have the Bloody Rose, the Argent Shroud, and the Sacred Rose. Um, now, St. Catherine... Well, now, all these... By the way, all these girls, they're all dead. Oh, they're, yeah. Well, because they're well, humans. They, they, they couldn't be alive that long, right? They're just they're that just and That and they also got killed in battle. They've all been, they've all been martyred. Oh, okay. Because if there's one thing that sisters really fucking like, it's killing themselves. They love Ooh. martyrdom. <laughs> well, that's fair. If if you're if you're gonna be a religious zealot, chances are you want to be martyred for the cause, and that's fair. Okay. That's besides besides flames and meltas. That's one of their big favorites. But Saint Catherine, so for instance, <laughs> uh, Saint Catherine was really the the military doctrine. She was the smart military leader. And she was the saint of the Order of Our Marred Lady. This is the one you probably noticed the most. It's the uh, black and red uh, color scheme ah. that you see everywhere. Yep. Um, she's she was the main like military tactician under uh, uh, Licia. Saint Lucia was actually the in. Uh, actually, they all have these surnames. So <laughs> the big group: Saint Catherine is the martyr, the shield bearer. Lucia okay. is the endurant of the passion. Dominica was the spirit of holy wrath. Mina was known as Saint Mina the Bloody. And then Saint Silvana the Intercession. And Saint Arabella the Liberator from Doubt. Because having badass fucking names is, is a good GW staple. Oh yeah, they those are some dope names. Um the Bloody. Gee, I wonder what she liked to do. Jesus. Oh. Oh, she's cool. <laughs> So, yeah. St. Catherine, you might remember as the saint of Order of Our Mar Lady. The Order of Our Mar Lady is, they love martyrdom. Oh, do they like it. They almost, oh, they almost feel like Krieg. <laughs> they're, like, they're like the sister's version of Krieg, where they're really down to die for the cause. I was going to say, if you're really into martyrdom, man, it must be really hard to keep your ranks full. Because, I mean, you're going to, like, it, it sounds like they're going to martyr themselves before the enemy has a chance to shoot them. So... Like the, the dying sisters on the battlefield are being, like, praised. Their other sisters are like, oh, St. Uh, Mary, you're, you're dying horribly. The emperor truly loves you, for you have been vindicated as a saint. Uh, goodbye. Like they really like it in, in game. If you, you actually gain bonuses for having your people die, oh, it's the it's oh. the best. <laughs> All right. Cool. So like like if uh, if you had like a big twenty woman squad of sisters, mm -hmm. if any squad suffered casualties but isn't fully dead, the entire rest of the squad hits better. They hit on like twos instead of threes. <laughs> It's Immediately, I'm like, you know, if I ever play the tabletop, that's the squad I should get because chances are I'm going to roll like garbage because I have no luck in dice rolls. So if everything happens to go wrong and I get a shitload of bonuses, hey, yeah, yeah. hey, that's a win-win. As we might remember, uh, St. Catherine is obviously dead, and they are carrying her bones into battle nowadays with the coolest model ever, the Triumph of St. Catherine. Oh, that's right. You've shown me that a couple times. That is a yeah. very good model. Oof. It's literally carrying her bones into battle with a whole bunch of different uh, matriarchs, which I'll talk about in a bit. But um, St. Lucia was the Order of the Valorous Heart. Now, the, and she's also the endurant of the passion, as I stated. St. Lucia did not live a good life. Uh, she eventually was captured by traitors uh, and had her oh, eyes no. gouged out. Oh. And she was uh, held hostage and was forced to listen to the screams of the dying innocents that the traitors had. So they basically brought a whole bunch of innocent oh. people and, like, murdered them in front of her in an attempt to make her renounce her faith. Jeez. Well, on the plus side, at least she didn't have to see it. Right? <laughs> I suppose. Right? But she only had to hear it. <laughs> though, including other sisters of battle were brought to be tortured in front of her. Um, oh. However, they were tortured without a sound. They did not make a single sound. And oh. now the heretics stated that Lucia did abandon her faith. Uh, but... Once oh. those uh, those uh, heretics were then captured and put to the brand, 
they uh, eventually, you know, say that they lied and she never actually renounced her faith after okay. all this time of torture. They um, were just trying to slander her and make her seem like, yeah. a, like a traitor, and then the Imperium would do the dirty work and kill her. Yeah, so uh, she was killed at the hands of these traitors after some time. Uh, but this created the concept of the Order of the Valorous Heart, which has the idea of impervious to pain. The Valorous Heart are brutal. They have a very slow way of warfare. They like they do it the tactical way. They cut off a supply line. They mess up different kinds of uh, uh, like shipping uh, food. They poison your water supply. They they destroy your um, like chemical vats. And so often the worlds that they fight, they usually siege and actually end up kind of fucking up the world. Like the poisons and the and the chemicals kind of go into the air. And because of that, they tend to trudge on these worlds and they actually relish in the idea of scarring and pain. No other order bears as many hideous, hideous facial scars as the Order of the Valorous Heart does. Their faces are incredibly fucked up. They are like, like scratched and scarred. They're missing chunks of tissue or like it's all blistered up and like and it's really nasty because yeah, they like just, walk in like a poisonous world that they just destroyed mm -hmm. yeah shy posted a picture of one of them and holy shit she looks all fucked up uh like she like she kind of looks like a zombie like it's a just little bit she's just hanging off of her off her face and she's got this dead eye she's on fire holy shit their logo is sick their uh, logo is the sick almost all the logos are really cool looking that's true um, and uh, but, I'm assuming this is all because, like, oh yeah, well, um, what was her name? Valor? What's what's the oh, lady's uh, name Lu that got tortured? Lucia. Lucia. I'm assuming they're trying to be like, oh well, she endured that, so we can endure this, and we can be stronger, and blah blah blah. Let's emulate Lucia. You are a, a very smart man. They believe yes. that that pain is actually a vessel to make it so they understand the pain of their saint. Uh, often, if you lose an eye in battle, that's actually a great thing, because you are <laughs> much closer to understanding the pain of your of your matron saint because she had her eyes gouged out. That's true, she did. Jesus, the no valorous hearts. No, no, no half measures with the sisters. <laughs> yeah. The valorous hearts actually refuse all anesthetic during surgeries and amputations, because oh. because pain. But he's yeah. the holy way of the emperor. Jesus. That's that's hardcore. Um, it's it's really hardcore. There's actually a, a pretty neato thing where you look at the rules. Where is my little where's my little book here? Uh oh, here it is. So it said Sister uh Gerbold's or however lips cracked and bled. Her head pounded as the blazing light from the three suns beat down upon her, and she could no longer sweat. She missed the sting of salty liquid dripping into the ruptured blisters that covered her face from the sunburn. Pain was precious. It reminded her of Matriarch Lucia and that she was alive and could serve. Uh, and so they were just, this was a training drill. This wasn't even a battle. This was a training drill, and they were walking up desert dunes, and some of the the girls it would get sand blasted in their open wounds from the winds, oh. and then fall down the hill to climb up the four hour trek again. And some of them had either given up or couldn't do it due to weakness. And she's like, "Don't worry, the 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 um was it uh, the sweet correction of the whip will be at them soon." Oh, you know, I'm I'm sure people say this a lot about 40k, but I would not want to be in that faction. Uh, even the Valorous the, Heart, no way, man. No, do not want any. I guess you could say they're a bit of an eyesore. Ah, <laughs> ah, so drum yeah. roll, put the drum in, shy, put the drums in. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> stupid, so stupid. So, so stupid. the the next one is Saint Dominica, of course. This is the Order of the Ebon Chalice, my personal favorite order. Uh, this is a Dominica. We we don't need to go too far into her. They're the spirit of holy wrath. They particularly hate psychers. Uh, it's the Ebon Chalice, so you know, obviously. Uh, 
Yeah. Um, though she used to carry this thing, uh, this was like the goblet of the Ebon Chalice. There was this giant goblet she would carry around, and by pouring a teeny amount of the contents out on the battlefield, it's basically like having a pariah next to a psyker. All the enemies would just start like screaming, and their eyes would like burst in their heads, and their skin would like start to melt, and psychers oh. would just combust. And she's just like, dip, 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 and they'd all start fucking losing their mind. Dip, 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 <laughs> pour, pour, pour. <laughs> So, wait, whoa, what's what's in this chalice, actually? I is have there any... no fucking idea. Anyone who knows oh. has been la uh, labeled a heretic, and even their own scribes set a flame for writing about it. Whoa! <laughs> the goblet's okay. gone. It, it died with Dominica, but at the time, she was like, poor, screaming, poor, screaming. <laughs> you know that you know that meme where the guy like presses the button is like all right if you press this button a hundred people will die but and he just like keeps on slamming the button it's like dude <laughs> stop it's like poor yeah. poor 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 stop man you're killing everybody um I'm, Saint, now I'm curious about the channels I'm curious about what the hell could possibly be in it and how, how like how did she get it I have no fucking idea I have no clue <laughs> it's, it's and I feel like I super op relic that she got that she just Trip, trip. I mean, this is like 8,000 years ago, so I honestly know no clue, but it, it was something else. Uh, Saint Mina is the Order of the Bloody Rose, as she is Saint Mina the Bloody. Saint Mina was a very angry person. She no was she was uh, basically the champion. Um, so normally whenever there's like a space marine chapter, you have a champion, which is like your your dedicated fighter man, you know? Sure. Uh, this is her champion. And she was quick to anger. She was very angry all the time. And just consistently... And that's, that's the Bloody Rose thing. It's the melee order. They're just constantly, constantly angry. <laughs> they're, they're always just infuriated at all times. In fact, this lady was so nuts that it is said that when the, uh, the Emperor's custodian, the Captain General, came to go say what's up to them and talk to them, she uh, immediately lashed out and ran at him and started beating on him with her with her uh, weapons. And it is said that the two of them fought for like an hour before they were both at a standstill. Now, I it said that. I do not believe for a second that a sister could hold her own against the Captain General of the Custodians. Um, that, but I am... I, that is a lot. I can assume that the custodian in this, because he didn't want them to be against them, that he probably won easy. Uh, uh, point being... He didn't really want to kill her because... Yeah. That's an assumption. Point being, she was very angry, and she was quite the swordsman. All right. uh, in fact, she's got a... There's got a good, a good little quote in the book. Not only a quote, but a... a, a like a little thing here. It oh, says... let's go bricky quote. It's not cool. It's more just me reading a, a passage from the book. Uh, but it's... The heretic's screams were louder than the roar of the flamer. Sister Berta did not release the trigger until the traitor dropped to the floor. Only his burning corpse lit the bunker. The stench of cooking flesh blended with that of burning Prometheum. Berta breathed deeply. The smell never got old. The only sound that remained was the crackling of the fire and the popping of boiling fat. And purged the unclean, she said, as she pulled the trigger again, and flames engulfed them all. So descriptive. It's just so, I know. So can you can you brutal. imagine that you're like you're a regular guardsman, you're just chilling, and then the nun lady, like the, the nice nun lady, is just like burning a fucking heretic and his skin is popping and boiling like like melted cheese, and she's just like Oh yeah. Yeah, oh. that's, that's, that's not that's not the campfire you want to attend. That's not the Nobody's singing Kumbaya after that one. That's uh, someone singing Kumbaya. Yeah, she probably is. You know what these uh, bloody rows sound like? They sound like the sister variant of the World Eaters. Like, they they're the or or the um, sister variant of the Blood Angels, I suppose. Either work. Mm -hmm. The the I mean, dedicated melee, melee all angry. in red. Yeah, they, they strangely love burning people alive. <laughs> Well, like, all isn't sisters that what love that. Did, right? 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 Well, Karn did do that, yes. But yeah. all the sisters love the flamer in general. That's their main oh, okay. weapon. 
Oh, okay. um, well, well, kind of. So, I guess the holy, tr the, the holy trinity, the bolter, the flamer, and the melta. <laughs> Wait, it's so what's a what's a melta? Uh, it is a lance of like superheated light of like the of like the heat of the sun that burns through tanks. Oh, okay. Because I was like, melta sounds kind of like it should be a flamethrower because it's gonna melt you. Um, so I was put the put the drums in, shy. Put the drums. <laughs> put the drums in. More drums. I, I want more drums. I had not intended to make that pun, but I will take it. Uh, <laughs> but it, it is. It's basically a giant anti-tank beam. Gotcha. Um, but they they love their flamers. They love their bolters and love their meltas. It's literally called the Holy Trinity. There's also the next one is Saint Silvana. This is a cool one. This is the Order of the Argent Shroud. Uh, she's also known as the Intercession. The Argent Shroud are speechless. Uh, their whole thing are deeds, not words. Now they still pray and have hymns and all that stuff, but when they're on the battlefield, they say nothing. They like Silvana was, was always known in uh, Alicia's group as being quiet and stoic, barely ever speaking. There are no written records of her speaking besides her hymns. They basically they're like first in, first out group. They are incredibly fast. And so often what they would do is they take like large contingents of jetpack troops and things like that, and they'd fly in incredibly quickly, deal with the problem, and then just leave without a word. Often to the annoyance of like governors and planetary uh <laughs> rulers, is like, hey, the sisters are here to save us. Uh let's do battle plans. And they just wouldn't speak to them. And then they're like, where's the battle plans? They need the battle plans. And then the sisters would just leave. Like, what the fuck? And then, then they realize the threat's been destroyed. Like, oh, I guess they did it. Yeah, guess we didn't need any plans after all. Yeah, I mean, you can stay quiet as long as, you know, if you just go kill everybody. Who needs who needs battle plans? Good for them. They sound dope. They sound They're super dope. Fuck. Deeds, I, not words. I would not want to piss one off. I'm not sure how you would piss one off. Uh, be a heretic? Well, yeah, like, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> the last one uh, was Saint Arabella, the matriarch of the uh, Sacred Rose. She was known as the Liberator from Doubt. Um, now, Saint Arabella was calm as all shit. She was the one who was really good at negotiations, and she was very contained. Like in the like, people are just getting murdered everywhere, and she's just like, "The emperor is with us." Yes, yes, of course. Mm, indeed, you will be saved. <laughs> okay. Um, the sacred rose. They don't just believe that they serve the emperor. They legitimately believe themselves to be a vessel of his divine will. They have the most miracles of any other order. And specifically, Arabella was that way. She would, like, hold her, uh, like, ecclesiarchal seal or whatever that little pendant is to her chest. And she'd just mm -hmm. walk in the battlefield saying hymns and sermons. And then just, you know, everyone's gun in front of her would just malfunction. And they would all just jam. Or the bullets would just happen to not hit her. Or tanks would stall. You know, just... Damn. That faith, that the miracles would just occur as she would just stroll through the battlefield. That's sick. That's Sigurd Rose is cool. Oh yeah. Um. So how how do these miracles work exactly? Like, uh, so <laughs> GW I, doesn't I, even I, know. I, I was gonna say I think I don't know if we talked about this in one of the previous episodes. It feels like a conversation that we've had. We're like, are they maybe a little psycher-y? And they the, just think that they're praying, and they think that the miracles are happening, even though it's not, like, from the Emperor, and they're not actually. So, okay, so Sisters of Battle hate psychers. They Obviously, despise sure. psychers. Um, uh, there are so many rules that are anti-psyker in the game. But, <laughs> uh, but the Sisters themselves, the concept is like with most, like, with the, with the Orc. It's a smaller version of the Orc's ideas where they believe it so zealously, so fervently, that it will become the thing. They're so devoted in the Emperor that these miracles manifest very similar to the Orc's power of imagination. They just believe it'll happen. Okay. And also, you know, like with the Orcs, when there's so many sisters, because Orcs, they yell, they wall, they do all that stuff, and they believe things will happen. 
But imagine you have an entire fighting force of sisters, and they are literally, every single one of them, chanting sermons and hymns and praying while firing. Like, they are all there simultaneously gunning down the heretics while being like, by his grace, the emperor protect me. By his grace, you die. Like, oh. And then you have all the chicks in the back who are like the, the Imagifiers and the Dialogi who are screaming out their sermons and their prayers. And then you're raining holy water from the sky and your pipe organ tanks are playing hymns with their giant organs. Jeez. And like, it, imagine wah power, but for the sisters in its own way. And then, of course, okay. you have Celestine, who's basically a demon. So is it like why in that they actually do have like a a, a power like they actually do like because it's no it's like, I, I think the, the orcs because the orcs I think are, are very minorly psyker because they were old one created and stuff right right the sisters don't have that but which is why their powers are a lot less than orcs like their ships still need a function okay. like normal ships yeah yeah sure sure it's it's okay. miracles that occur it's the concept that. You know, like I mentioned before, you fired a lucky bolter shot and it happened to ricochet on a bad part of a tank and it hit the fuel line and the tank exploded. You know, or you just happened to get a grazing shot or the enemy's power armor malfunctioned and then they fell over and it allowed you to get the, the final hit. It's it's things that you could rationalize as coincidence, but by golly, it's a lot of coincidences. Yeah, the first time is a coincidence. The second time, maybe. Third time, it's not a coincidence anymore. The fortieth time, you should join the sisterhood. <laughs> yeah. If if it happens often enough that you have destroyed a tank in one shot several times, I don't think that's a coincidence anymore. Uh, so, Shai says, in theory, the warp works through people's beliefs, emotions, and feelings. Thousands of years of fucking and pain created Slesh. So, thousands of years of believing the Emperor as a god sort of turned him into a god. So, as Chaos worshippers can, warp, uh, sorry, worshippers can get powers from Chaos, Emperor worshippers can get powers from the Emperor, in theory. Okay. It makes sense in theory, but I will say, if the Emperor actually does become a god, it, it definitely makes the um, the whole Imperial uh, truth or type of thing a little bit rough because the Emperor is such a douchebag. Yeah, sure is. Sure is. But that, that makes sense. That, that makes the concept sense. makes sense, especially when you're the sisterhood, which is just yeah. so angry. Yeah, um, that's, a, that's, I do. A, that's a theory I can get behind for why their miracles happen. And Okay. Okay. It's a workable theory. Sure. Um, there's a couple other things. Uh, so those are the six orders, actually. Mm -hmm. They're all pretty cool. Uh, they've all, you know, all the saints have eventually passed, but all those orders are the ones you can play in the tabletop. There's also the various troops. There's, like, the regular sister troop. Um, we talked about the penitent engines, which, you know, we know about oh. the penitent engines. They, uh, yeah. they strap them up to it. You stick a bunch of stuff in your cerebellum and your cerebral cortexes, and you pump them full of drugs and things that make you experience excessive pain and self-loathing to the point yep. where you power the engine to death. Yep, uh, oh, there is also... Super 40k thing. That thing is Oh, awful. yeah. But There's the arcoflagellants. There, so, you know. Well, their version of a heretic. Yeah, that's true. There's the arcoflagellants, which, of course, we know they have their limbs ripped off, replaced with... Uh, flails, they have a clockwork orange device placed on their head, and they are shown never-ending imagery of uh, prayers and saints, and then they are just drooling, walking, lobotomized people until that someone someone says the secret word. They're like, Disneyland. And then they just go into a crazy fucking, mo mo like, murderous rampage, and then, they, and then they go, Universal Studios, and then they turn off again. In my head, I imagine that actually being the code word, and it's hilarious. By Disneyland. <laughs> Disneyland. <laughs> Universal Studios. Uh. Like, okay. Uh. Right. Sweet. <laughs> That's weird, but all right. Cool. <laughs> now, there's also the Repentia, of course. Uh, now, the Repentia, also known as most looted of, the, of them all, are the girls who have uh, either... Well, they fled... Generally, they fled the battle. They ran away. And yep. so they are now given a hood and they are given basically just scripture. And, oh, it's like, well, they're a little bit more than that now. Back in the day, it was literally like fucking fan art. 
fan fiction crap. <laughs> now they're significantly worse looking. Um, now oh. they've got torture devices, like they wrap barbed wire in their mouths. Oh. And they what's that thing you put on the on the thigh? Oh, uh, um, I know what you're talking about. It's it's oh, it's so you feel like the constant pain of like Christ or something like that, right? I know what you're talking about. I don't know what it's called though. And you make it real uh, here's tight. A, it's got like, spikes on it. Yeah, here's a here's a picture. Uh, uh, Shy has the old versions. I don't like the old versions, but there's the Whoa. new version up there. The okay. the new version is nuts. <laughs> Can we just take a second, like, Shy, please, like, put these two old and new ones right next to each other, and what the fuck happened? <laughs> like, we got, we got Grimdark. Posted, yeah, is like, whoa, the one Shy posted is like a pinup model. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, this is why the new one is so fucking cool. Because look at her, just look at all the shit on her. The the thigh, like, shanking into the leg. All the, the little uh, ports around her. The the damn, like, gag. It's just awful. And so, terrible. naturally, Repentia are sent because they've sinned. They've, they've fled. And there's also a mistress of repentance with a whip who goes like, whoosh, to get them into battle. Um, and also, because the concept is that either they die... And therefore, they serve the emperor, or they live. And if they live, they're actually welcomed back into the sisterhood with huge open arms, because they feel they've like repented. they've they yeah they fully repented. They have experienced both the downward sin and forgiveness of the emperor. They they believe they are fully forgiven by the emperor himself. So it's actually a really big deal for them. Sometimes, and this is a rare case, but sometimes sisters will even self-exile themselves to become Repentia because oh, they I, they deem it so important. Yeah, I remember you telling me that in the uh, in the other episode that they would sometimes exile themselves because it was like a way to get closer to the emperor. Because you know, it's just you you go into battle with nothing but a sword and some scripture on you, and it's like, well, if the emperor really loves me, I'm gonna come out. Yeah, of this just I'll live fine. Yep. Saint Celestine was a Repentia. Oh, really? Saint Celestine was a, was a Repentia who survived. Oh, well, yeah. good for her. Well, the I know. Emperor does love you. Yes, he does. There was the also Emperor. another thing you could do. It's even worse if you flee as a Repentia. Now that's Ooh. a big no-no, and you become something called a Mortifier. Oh. And a mortifier is basically a penitent engine for sisters where they drill spikes into your bones to force oh. you to be stuck on the thing. And they and they uh, fuck with your spine and, and, and brain so that you have an excessive feeling of self-loathing and lack of faith oh. and, and pain, of course. But they also put a, a gear dude on your head so you actually can't hear anything. And so the sermons of your fellow <laughs> sisters are muted to you. And oh. so it's like denying you of repentance, denying you of the of the ability to redeem yourself. Damn. If you're a repentia though, like you're already real close to the bottom of the barrel. Why the hell would you flee at that point? Like <laughs> like uh, no idea. <laughs> Just go in, go in hard. It, it can even get worse. Uh, no if you fucking way. <laughs> if you betray your sisters, if you betray Ooh. them somehow, um, you can be put into an anchorite, which is a mortifier, but inside a giant iron maiden coffin. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. That so is have worse. fun with that. That's, that's worse. That's oh god. So you, we, I don't think I even need to talk about Celestine anymore. I mean, we've, we've discussed not. so much Celestine. Mm -hmm. um, but another cool thing, the Triumph of St. Catherine model. So St. Catherine's bones are there in the middle, right? Yeah. But the, the model, being a funeral procession, has six separate people. And they all carry a relic of their various order. Because it's the six main orders. Sure. The the main lady in the front is the shield bearer. She is of St. Catherine. Uh, of the, the spirit of St. Catherine. The spirit of St. Dominica has a little mini version of her goblet. And then there oh, yeah, is the... Does. 
the Saints of the Bloody Rose, which are the petals, the uh, rose petals. It looks like it looks like a little pizza on the left hand <laughs> side. Um, they have the censor of the Eben, uh, of the um, I think it's the censor of the Argent Shroud. They all have their own like trinkets to go along with it. And so this thing has like 9,000 rules for each of these trinkets. Oh, wow. um, there is Ephrael Stern, who is the heretical saint. She's almost like a psyker. Um, oh. Basically what happened is that Slanesh created a gigantic human pizza ball of a thousand sisters into a giant oh. contorting mass. And all of them oh, killed themselves and sent their energy to Ephrael Stern to have her defeat uh, the Slanesh demon. And so now she almost acts like a psyker. She has this really insane power. Um. She, I don't want to get too far <laughs> into that. Long story short, she's just, they consider her both a saint and a heretic. She's weird. Um, yeah. I want to talk about the new chick though. New uh, the chick, new, okay. the new main character that just came out, the new model. So this is actually kind of neat. Uh, now, let me go ahead and send you a little image here. This is more than Vol. Um, oh, the she, High Lord it, of Terra, right? Is that, is yes. that what that model's called? Nice. She looks sick. They Real actually sick. love it. just dropped some new art for her for the new Warzone book. Check this mm -hmm. fucking shit out, man. It Whoa. is so cool. I am. I'm so like. Whoa. It's so dope. She looked like a zombie in there. Like, what is it with the sisters and looking like straight up fucking zombies? Because pain is is the place to be closer to the emperor. That's true. Holy shit, they're so fucked up. It's a it's amazing that these are the 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 chicks that keep getting looted on because they are just all kinds of just ravaged and torn and they look like the Walking Dead. Now, now you're starting to understand why I get upset when I see waifu sisters. Because I, I really like how disgusting they look. I, I'll get into this later. But Morvan Vall, basically, uh, there is a, a position, the highest position in the sisterhood, called the Abbas Sanctorum. And, or the Abbas, I don't really know how it's pronounced. And the original one, during the fall of Cadia, was actually lost to the warp because of the Great Rift. And because of that, they needed a new one. And so the High Ecclesiarchs were looking for a suitable person for it, and they decided to find Morvan Vall, who was a, I believe, Celestian Superior of the Order of the Argent Shroud, the ones that are really quiet. Yeah. And they saw her, and she was incredibly young. Very young. Like, like maybe like 20s. Oh. And they looked at her, and they thought, excellent. She it can be a really good pawn. Because they, they want a little bit more of a, of, of kind of like a control of the sisters. They, the ecclesiarchy wanted a lot more of the ability to kind of have their hands in the sisterhood a bit more and kind of have a bit more political power with them. Okay. So they're like, okay, Morvan Vall is a perfect one. We can, she's young, she's naive, we can use her for it. So they asked, they went to her, and it was after a battle, and she stood there with like gashes on her, on her body, her armor bloodied and and uh, ch chipped and charred, and they they asked her to become the abbess, and she stood there just staring at them, stone dead eyes. <laughs> and after they finished it, she waited a little bit and said, "I'll think about it," and then she left and went to do uh, three days of personal prayer alone. To, th to like personal meditation to think about what she wants to do. And this entire time, the ecclesiarchs are like, oh my God, oh my fucking, like pacing back and forth, like, ah, Jesus, what is she doing? And she eventually emerged from her area and said, okay, I'll do it. And go ahead. I, I was going to say, she probably doesn't talk much. So, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's pretty amazing to get her to say even that much. It was. Think about it that much. So, that's a, that's a pretty big deal. So she accepted, and then she was actually, they, they were like, okay, you're going to join the abbess and, and all that kind of stuff. And then Gilliman promoted her to being a High Lord of Terra now, that the abbess Sanctorum is now a position of the High Lords of Terra. And the ecclesiarchy was like, oh, we're going to, you know, try to use her for our game. The first thing she did was immediately leave. <laughs> of course. 
She sure. Im immediately <laughs> bailed and went on a crusade. <laughs> I love it. I, I love her even more now. <laughs> it, and so basically her whole deal is that she hates, despises politics. She oh. leads from the front. She will go through all of her battles leading the charge in her giant uh, suit, her Hanundum Paragon war suit. Whenever she goes to a planet to help them, all the planetary leaders are like, Miss Vol, Miss Vol, let's let's talk. You know, like, like we must discuss our battle plans. And she's like, out of my way. I got a battle to win. Go talk with them. And she has like 50 of these uh, uh, diplomats and dialogue behind her that do all of her political work for her. Because she just doesn't, she can't be fucked. Mm -hmm. She cannot be dealt with. She's so sick and tired of politics. It's like, I got a battle to win. Well, and considering so, she comes from the, what is it, the Argent Shroud that don't talk? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So politics would probably be absolute fucking poisonous garbage to her. Because it's like, she's yep. all about just like, oh, it's, it's it's time for action, not words. And politicians are literally the exact opposite. Where politicians are like, it's time for words, not action. So, yeah, I, I get her absolute fucking disdain for politics. Deeds, not words. In fact, it's she's so like okay, I don't know if you know this, but her giant war suit is obviously a big mechanicum. It was a gift from the mechanicum because that took like two centuries to get fixed because Whoa. I guess the sisters <laughs> helped out of Forge World. Um, but her spear is actually a spear from the Adeptus Custodes. Um it's oh. now I, I I need to impress upon you this. This is a big fucking deal. The custodians do yeah. not share ever. They do not give their tech away ever. But her spear is called the Lance of Illumination. And it was a finely crafted artifact of the custodians. Because, as we remember, the sisters and the custodians are actually kind of tight. Yep, yep, yep. They're the ones that uh, led them to the Emperor through the secret yeah. passages. Yeah, well, not just that, like, but not just that, but the uh, the sisters naturally they like they like guardsmen a lot because they believe in the imperial creed of the emperor being a god. But the sisters right. also really don't like space marines because they're corruptible. Because chaos, half right? of them kind of went to chaos, and they're yep. also mutants. Yep. Um, but I remember the, we talked about that a little bit. Yeah, we did, and the custodians are literally crafted by the emperor. And also, basically, um, what's it called? Um, like, they've never turned to chaos once. Yeah. So they're actually kind of bros uh, and, and sisses. Makes sense. Uh, so it makes sense <laughs> that they would kind of share a little bit of that. But, yeah, Morvan Vol is just like, I've been elected? Cool. Let's go on a crusade. <laughs> I, I have to wonder, like, did the Ecclesiarchy really think they were going to be able to use her? Like, of all of the people that you could have picked to try and be, like, a political pawn, you literally pick someone from the Order that hates talking and just wants to get the... Ch like, did they, did they really not think this through and be like, you know, this probably isn't gonna work? They apparently didn't. Apparently. It's, like, the worst person you could pick if that's what you want. <laughs> she, I mean, she's... She's a really cool character. Uh, some people don't like the the suits. Um, I I actually like the suits. I was a little bit iffy on them, but then I got them in real life, and I'm like, they actually look kind of cool. Uh, she looks, herself looks in dope. the yeah, well, she got the fancy suits. That's true. Um, so uh, something that I, I, a lot of people kind of forget: sisters are actually not all warriors. The Adeptus Sororitas, the sisterhood, has a lot of diplomats. The Order Familius. The Dialogi, which are the Aura Dialogi, which are all about understanding languages, uh, both of alien and even heretical languages and scribes. Ooh. And there's also the Order Hospitaller, which is all about medics. Like, sisters, the, the medical nuns do go into guardsmen areas and, and ships. Like, the, the classic sister nurse nun are all across the Imperium, not just in Sisterhood. But okay. often, sisters are also, like, relief efforts. They bring, oh, like, food. Sense. Yeah, they're like Peace Corps. They bring food and, mm -hmm. and, and important things like that. And there's a lot of those non-military-based sisters in there. It's just we play as the military once we know the most about them. Of um, course. 
They're the most one of the of course. Of course. One of them is the Zephyrim. The Zephyrim are there's the girls with the jetpacks. These are girls with jetpacks with swords. And they are a higher tier to the point where they believe that the Emperor speaks through them. So much so that they don't speak English, they speak in tongues. Oh, I do remember that. You do remember now. this yet? <laughs> because the, the, all the sisters believe that they actually have the divine word of the emperor themselves. So, you know, they walk around the chambers, they're just like, oh, blah, 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 blah. and it's like, oh my God. The emperor. Yes, yes I indeed. I can't understand the, his, his words. You, you, the... His words are truly <laughs> through you, of course. And they're just babbling. They're just babbling bullshit. <laughs> How could I forget that? <laughs> oh, I love it. I love that. I love that so much. They're not saying anything in particular, but everybody just fucking believes it. Sure, why not? It's an important so, thing to do. <laughs> so, DK, I'm, I'm going to take a risk here. I'm going to take okay. a big fucking risk here, okay? I haven't watched SpongeBob. No. Still. still that was a good guess. That was not what I was talking about. <laughs> okay. That's a good guess, though. Um, I'm going to I'm going to get a little political. Oh boy. All right, We're, you can start sweating. It's okay. Let me, let me grab a shovel and uh, we'll start digging. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get a little political. Shy doesn't All want right. me to keep this. Shy doesn't want to keep this in. I'm positive, but I'm gonna get a little political. All right. All right. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's so, do it. Have you ever heard of the the whole uh, people t about like um, female space marines and stuff? You ever heard the talk about that? I don't. Think so. If I okay. have, I've forgotten it. So for a long time, people are like, "Yo, where female space marines? There are none of them." And mm -hmm. there's two. People think like, "Okay, no female space marines because of women icky, sexism, that kind of stuff." Right? Um, okay. Now there's there's a couple things about that because people talk about like they want female space marines, and naturally. The way it was is that way back in the day, late 80s, early 90s, there, there was like a like a statement from one of the old GW guys. And he was like, hey, we had female space screens back then. No one fucking bought them. Like, so we so oh. we so we just had normal space screens and then they built the lore around that, which is why the emperor has 20 sons. And, you know, the gene seed will is of a guy. So it's all male space marines. You know? Sure. Sure. Makes sense. And, and, you know, military forces tend to have a majority male, all that kind of stuff. Um, okay. So for a long, long time, people are like, hey, you know, now we're in 2021. It's a different time. Things are yep. things are different. Things are more acceptable. There's people want female space marines in the game. Okay. Um, because, you know, it's more diverse. It's uh, yeah, more it's inclusive, inclusive. etc. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I am against it. <gasps> okay. And the reason for that is because so fucking often, and this is in, in Hollywood especially, everyone only feels like if you wanna do, you wanna do like representation, you wanna do diversity, you wanna do all that stuff, you have to copy what's already there. Old property of this, this, this. We have we have to remake Ghostbusters, and it has to be all <laughs> ladies, right? right and I'm, right, and I'm right. like, is it not fucking, does it not feel like, degrading that the only way that you can have something that is so cool and worthwhile is to copy something else like gw has done the impossible they have made an entire only female faction of this game that is not over sexualized that is not boring that is completely different from every other goddamn race on here and is the most evil Imperium faction <laughs> in the game. GW has fucking done it. Instead of constantly copying everything, instead of constantly being like, we need, if we're gonna add like diversity representation or whatever, we always gotta make a female version of this, a, a variant of this, of this. And instead they made a brand spanking, like unique, different exciting fucking brutal mm -hmm. and it doesn't feel preachy like if you look at Morven Vall, that there's a lot of similarities to the whole like women in the workplace thing she was gonna be hired into a position and then used like yeah. this you could really take it that way but you didn't yeah. think that when i was telling you the story did you no actually i did not i just i was like the politicians are fucking idiots 
and she, there's no way she's gonna do what they want her to do because she's yeah. too hardcore. And she's it, like, from, you could, yeah, you could take that idea from it. Like Doge Van Dyer is the repelling against the oppressors story. Mm. Like it, it make it makes it makes sense, and that's why I'm I, I like the sisters so much because they combine so many different things that I love. Like I'm not a religious person. But it's like at all, and so it's interesting at the same time to have characters that are so unwavering in their spiritual fortitude, so unwavering in their mental idea, and then combine that with the guardsman idea where they're all just regular women in power armor. They're not a yeah. stereotype, they are nasty, they look mm -hmm. gross, and it's the reason why I don't like I don't like waifu fucking drawings of the sisters because it's not <laughs> it's like not okay. If you if people want to draw that stuff, like I obviously can't tell you what to draw. Like you know, art is art. Sure. I, I literally spent, which is ironic, because literally last episode I was like, "Let's horror Serena abs, let's go." But that was more <laughs> of, of me. <laughs> that was more of me memeing. Like I legitimately really like the fact that the sisters are are scarred. Are they look like warriors? They're not pretty girls strutting around in purity seal repentia like they used to be. They are yeah. frightening. They, and honestly, as far as I'm concerned, why why make them the same when you could make them better? And I'm sorry, mm -hmm. but I think sisters are cooler than Space Marines ever will be. I fucking oh, yeah. love. I fucking love them. They are so mm -hmm. unique and different. And I wish they had more lore because they they definitely don't have as much as Space Marines do. But so there, there's, there's Bricky getting a little political. Uh, I, a little, yeah. a little, a little bit. I, I, I know mean, that I the Warhammer fan base can be a little, a little bit iffy on that kind of stuff, but yeah, I don't think that's I, a hot like, take. Honestly, like I don't, I don't think that's a hot take. Like I don't think it's, it's yeah. too hot. I'm sure I'm gonna get some very mean comments and all that stuff at some point because the Warhammer fan base is a little bit that way at times, but. As yeah. far as I'm concerned, I like when more people play this game. I like when people have the representation. Actually, one of the reasons mm -hmm. why I enjoy, I think, White Scars are cool because they have sure. like the Mongolian vibe and all that. Um, yeah. And this, to me, is just really fucking cool. And it's the most important thing that you can do. And they didn't suck their dick about it. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. It's it's good. I, I like it a lot. They're they're not a stereotype. They're Extremely scary. They're cool. I love their faith concepts. They're unique. That's why they're my favorite army. Fucking love them. There we go. Bricky's favorite army, favorite factions. Uh, what's your favorite order, though? What's uh, the, the Evan Chalice. Oh, that's right. I, you, you'd I like that I like Dominica. That's right. Dominica's course. cool. Of course, of course. Should have known that. You should have. Uh, besides that, I do enjoy uh, the Sacred Rose a little bit. I like the Miracle Dice shenanigans. Um, the the uh, order of the Mar Lady is pretty fun, but it's very silly too. Yeah, just dying just, everywhere. Yep, sisters are sisters are cool. They're hard. They are they are very cool. I am pleased. I am very pleased with how they've been done lately. Uh, the last because uh, back in the day, you know, GW didn't didn't write uh, female characters too great. And the last the codex that came out recently with the model revamp is when I was like, whoa. These these are not these layers are not to be fucked with, and they got a bunch of better lore. They got their new characters, mm -hmm. and I think I think it's it's a well timed thing. Where I, I don't think it's a coincidence that GW is getting really much like harder into the sisters now, but they're mm -hmm. doing it in the right way, which is just making it well done. And so I am a, I am very pleased. What a surprise! GW doing things the right way. The the sisters world. are like. They've done almost nothing bad with them. The new models look almost entirely great. The rules are good. The books are good. It's so funny to me that they, <laughs> they pulled this off with all of their problems in the past. They pulled this off like perfectly, which is just so strange to me. It's, it's, it's the most non-GW thing ever. I know. So it's, good for them and good for the sisters I, and good for sister lovers. Not, I agree. That came out wrong. That That's not... Good when for the I sister said, lovers. That's not. I mean, people. Yeah, DK. Uh, no, no, no. I meant 
please end this episode. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching, uh, listening, and watching this episode. That's ridiculous. I look forward to being canceled on Twitter. Uh, you may find me at Bricky Everywhere. DK, where can they find you? DK Diamantes everywhere except Instagram. I'm real DK Diamantes there. And uh, it's 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 been an honor. I don't know who Shy is gonna find to replace you, but uh, I, I look forward to my new uh, lore overlord when you uh, inevitably get canceled. So it's been. I fun, like how Ricky. I like how we meme on this, and it's like it's like the lightest take. It's yeah. so simple. It really. It, is it's, just, it's just it's uh, just Games Workshop. Forty K players have that have a little mm-hmm. underlying of that that old. You know, <laughs> yeah. they can be they can be that way. Uh, you can find Shy quite shallow or quite shy wherever you need to find her, and uh, we'll see you next episode. If I'm still on the show. 